Do you wish your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about a concept that has changed our lives. And what's funny about the concept is that I think everyone experiences it and often they think about it, but they don't know that there's a term for it. And it's once you learn the term and you understand how you can apply it, it really just opens up your eyes to the world around you. You see it everywhere. Yeah, it's it's literally everywhere. It's kind of like that FedEx arrow. Like when someone tells, I don't know if you know this, uh, listeners, but when you look at the FedEx logo, uh, there's actually an arrow in it. Huh. Yeah. And when you see that arrow, you don't unsee it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see it every time you look at the FedEx logo. Anyways, the same thing with this concept. When we teach you about it and give you some examples and whatnot, you are absolutely going to start understanding and, and hopefully you'll take it in the way that we did because it really did change our lives and the way that we look at how we spend our time, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, it was a great motivator. Yeah. It, so we're going to geek out a little bit here and I think that you're going to get a lot of value out of it. I'm really excited. Okay. Yeah. So let's start with, do you want to start with my Circuit City employment story? Yeah, I mean, it's a great one. Circuit okay. City. Right? Yeah. So I had um, a very promising career uh, as a retail associate at Circuit City. <laughs> hey, I, well, fire dog tech. Exactly. All right. He so liked computers. I did. And I'm not trying to bag on people that are doing those types of jobs. I was a teenager at the time. And, you know, but it uh, it certainly wasn't going to allow me to have the family that I have, you, you know? You didn't like standing in the little circle in the middle of Circuit City? No. Surrounded by people's computers? And trying to like, yeah, and I would have <laughs> these poor customers that would come in and they would be like mortified that something terrible is like, I can't count the number of times I've had people like, I've been hacked. And it's like, no, you probably have like malware or something. Anyways, it, it was a very interesting job. Great people that I worked with. Very entertaining. Yes. But... It did present some issues as far as being able to pay the bills, right? Well, yeah. It, it was... I, I, I had enough to, like, pay my car insurance and then buy ramen noodles. But you were also, like, 19. I was, like, 19 years old. I was in great shape because <laughs> <laughs> I was a roofer previously. Anyways, so I was working this job and... Um, for anyone who's not listening, or for anyone who is listening, I should say, um, Circuit City went through kind of a difficult period. It's dark times. Which can be noted <laughs> by the fact that there are no more Circuit Cities <laughs> left, you know. But uh, they were going through some rough times, and I was right there towards the end of, you know, just the world was changing. And I was working with all these, like, great folks, but, like, it, we were waiting for, like, new layoffs to happen, I mean, every day I would walk in, we'd have this team huddle and it was like the team huddle would get smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the movie Turbo where, where all of the snails meet up and then like a bird takes one of them. Oh. Yeah. So it was like every, we'd all like huddle together and everyone would be like, we're Steve. And then we're like, we don't talk about Steve anymore. Like he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. You know, so. Um, it was just a really rough time and the, we'd have these huddles and every, we'd talk about what we, you know, what our goals were, what our sale goals were, and we'd never hit them ever. 
Mm-hmm. It was just like we were in just such a bad area. It, we were one of the worst performing stores. It didn't help that you were across the street from Best Buy. Yeah, we literally had a Best Buy across the street. It, and we did. Uh, I'm not going to go into it. It's it, <laughs> There are a whole lot of reasons All why right. Circuit City didn't succeed. So moving forward. So moving forward, I'm looking at the writing on the wall. I know this place is going down. And my um, my friend says, hey, I'm working at Big Bank. And I think that you should come and, you know, visit and see if you can like get a job. We're doing a, they, we called them cattle calls, but they were like, we're doing a cattle call where you basically just like everyone shows up and then it's just like, it's like speed dating, but for getting a job. So like you just have all these people show up at the building and the managers just sit in a room and they look super unenthusiastic because they're going to sit in that same chair interviewing a whole bunch of people just all day long. Oh, that sounds daunting. It is. And I interviewed really well. And so I, so I called out sick at Circuit City, okay, to go to this cattle call. Okay. Because I asked for the day off. I wasn't terribly strategic at this time. I asked for the day off and like, no, we're not going to give you the day off. Like everyone's getting fired. Like, you know, like you're, you're one not- of the few people left that can do what you do. So yeah, you're not getting the day off. So I called out sick. That's not suspicious at all. Not suspicious at all. I called out sick on the day that I was asking for the day off. And um, I even, I think I remember the manager saying, like, are you sure you want to do that? You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he he tried to be as intimidating as he could be, but, like, we were, like, rolling. It was, like, constant managers. It was, like, a revolving door. Like, we'd come in and a new manager would be running the store. And so uh, I was like, yeah, I'm just not feeling good. (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't feeling good about my job prospects. Right. <laughs> so I go to this cattle call. I do really, really well. And uh, what I didn't know at the time is that I was making a decision based on a concept called opportunity cost. Right. And so Laura and I both took the same economics classes and we both learned these concepts at the same time. We're like, it was like an aha moment for us. Like, yes, opportunity cost. And I know this doesn't sound like a terribly interesting term, but let me explain. So uh, everything that you do has an opportunity cost. Every decision you make has an opportunity cost, whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. And that is what what you are giving up to do whatever you're doing. And so when I made that call at Circuit City to call out sick, I was giving up a day of wages because I didn't have paid time off. Right. It was a sick day. It was just docked pay. I, did, I showed up I, or I didn't show up. I didn't get hours. So I was giving that up. My manager saying, are you sure you want to do that? I'm pretty sure was very close to me essentially volunteering to be laid off in the next round. Yeah, it kind of has that tone. So I was also potentially giving up all of the future. It wasn't very long, but the future revenue or the future income that I would have gotten from working that job. Right. And I did that with the idea of, I think the payoff of going to big bank will be higher and it's worth the risk. Mm-hmm. And so what opportunity cost says is, you know, whatever you're doing, there is a cost because you could be doing something else. And it could long- have been spending the day working at Circuit City. Yep. You know, so the cost of me going to that job interview was, I don't know, at the time it was probably like. or something, you know, like, but that was the cost of me going to that interview. I had given up my pay for the day, $90 to go to that job interview. Yeah. And this is something that kind of guides us throughout everything that we do. It doesn't matter 
uh, if we're doing a project, uh, going out to play with the kids, you know, there's there, everything has a cost. You're giving up something to do whatever you're doing. And I think the moment that you can identify that it helps you make decisions. And for me, giving up video games after work allowed me to work and build this business. It actually was a, a much easier switch. Like, all right, now we know know this. We pretty much got rid of all of our video game consoles and just focused on our business. Yeah, and and that's one of the difficult things, you know, being an entrepreneur, you don't really know what your opportunity cost is, right? Because you there isn't a fixed dollar amount to what we do. No. You know, I couldn't tell you what my hourly wage is right now. Like it's I mean it it's, it's just little bits of work compound. They do. And you know, they're like a good illustrator of this is that movie Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith in it. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Great movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's very inspiring from an entrepreneurial perspective. But basically, gist of the film is Will Smith is this working dad who has these he, he bought into a business opportunity, which if someone offers you a business opportunity, <laughs> be, be, be very careful with how you proceed. You have just these giant, super expensive... Bone density scanners. Oh, and he would have to go around... So this is a guy, as far as I know from the film, not college educated, going around to doctor's offices trying to hawk these bone density scanners. And this is his bread and butter. Or rather, I should say, like, crackers and off, you know, brand cheese or something? <laughs> yeah, like, he wasn't he doing wa- well. No, he wasn't. And, um, there's actually a scene in that film that really sticks out to me. They're, they're at their little tiny dining room table in their um, small apartment and they're having their, I don't know if it was breakfast or lunch, but at one point, um, they finish up and the mom pours everyone's leftover drinks back into the pitcher. And I was like, wow, that like struck me because I, I'm so like. You know, we're so lucky now with what we've got. And so I go, I don't even sit like, I think most people just poured the half drank drinks into the sink. Like they just yeah. dumped it out. She poured it right back into the pitcher. So that tells you kind of how dire this is. And there's a lot of tension in their marriage mm-hmm. and he's trying to sell these bone density scanners. And at one point, one of them gets stolen. And, uh, if you really want to see this film, I'm totally going to ruin the ending for you in this podcast. <laughs> so you, if you want to pause it, watch the film and come back to it, you can. But he, uh, he then finds he, he's in like near wall street mm-hmm. and he sees a guy driving this amazing car and he goes, Whoa, what do you do? And how do I do it? And the guy goes, actually, I'm a stockbroker here on wall street and, um, we're actually opening up internships or so. I think this is how it goes. He's like, we're opening up internships. Um, so if you show up and, you know, be an intern for us, you could get a job. Yeah. If you think you've got what it takes. Yeah. Like, it was even to be, be the intern required. Like it was almost like a contest, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was a whole bunch of people showing up and they just like did the work and they were like eliminating people and, you know, like. You had to be the best. There was only one job. Only one person was going to get the job. You had to be the absolute best. But the bigger part of that was that it was unpaid. The whole internship is unpaid. And so he has a decision to make. He goes, okay, I've got these bone density scanners. Okay. I can sell these and try to make some money or I can try and finagle doing this, you know, unpaid internship. And then potentially get an amazing job 
Right. And his wife is like over it. She's had enough. She's like, I thought these bone density scanners were supposed to be the great business decision, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, no, I really think this is it. I think this is it. And, um, so he starts doing it and, uh, he, he's working hard. He's, I mean, so many problems that he runs into and he's trying a great movie. It really is. And he's trying to sell these bone density scanners and be a good dad. And, you know, at towards the end of the film, he's just, like I said, he has the, the deck is just stacked against him. I mean, at one point he shows up covered in paint and like a tank top. Like he's just like, he's got Mm -hmm. paint in his hair and a tank top and he, he, that's how he shows up there. Like everyone else is in these nice suits and he's showing up in like slacks covered in white paint and a tank top. (laughs) Yeah. Not fit for the office. No. And, uh, but basically by the end of the film, he has impressed them so much. He did such a good job that they gave him the job. And this is based on a true story. Mm-hmm. This is not like fictional. This is based on a true story. And that guy, I forget his name. His name escapes me at the moment. He went on and he became a huge success. Millions of dollars that he made. Mm-hmm. And it was all because he had the wherewithal. He may not have known the textbook term, but he went and said, all right, I've got an opportunity here. I've got this option of making money, but I have this other opportunity here. And yeah, it, it's not going to pay me, but if I do it right, it can make me more than I ever thought possible. Right. And that's kind of what every entrepreneur or potential entrepreneur that's listening to this faces. You have a decision that you can make. There's nothing guaranteed about what we do, but if you do it and you do it consistently and you do it correctly, it could change your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it can set you on a completely different path than the one that you follow every single morning, Monday through Friday. Yeah, you could be sitting in that job and your opportunity costs. You're you're sitting there getting your steady paycheck, but you're possibly missing out on this amazing business that you you could be building instead. And that's it. And that's the I think the most I don't like using the word fair, but I'll use it for this. This is the most unfair aspect to um, opportunity cost is. In most situations, you will never know how much you've lost on the opportunities you've never taken. Mm -hmm. Very rarely is it as simple as going, all right, if I work this job, I get this hourly wage. And if I work that job, I get that hourly wage. It's not as clear, clean cut as that. No. Um, And I'm very happy that I made that decision. And even just how you spend your time leisurely, like there's a value to that. There is. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean. The, the time that you spend doing, you know, watching Netflix mm-hmm. could otherwise be spent building a business. And I can't tell you how much that time is worth because if you end up building a multi-million dollar business, then, you know, that Netflix was very, very expensive. Right. But if you go off and try to build a business, it fails horribly. You lose a ton of money. Well, then the Netflix was a better decision. But yeah, I mean, ultimately you just missed out on entertainment. Yeah. But well, and a lot of money, (laughs) it cost you a bunch of money, but that's one of those things that, um, it's, it's really on you to figure out, go, what are my opportunities that are before me? And do I think that I've got the ability and the motivation to go after those? Because if you do, then whatever you're doing could be costing you a, a, a quite literally a fortune. You know, and I'm not advocating for people to just go out, quit their jobs and everything. I love how we did it. It took forever. It was, I was very like the movie Shawshank Redemption is like, 
how my <laughs> life was at my corporate job at Big Bank. I was like slowly chipping away at the wall, you know, digging my tunnel to get out. Yeah. You know, and for some people, they may not have the patience to do that. And that's okay. You know, but. We worked with the time that we had in, in what felt like the most stable condition. Yep. And if you're willing to um, build that, if you're willing to do that on the side, you know, if you sacrifice, you don't have to sacrifice your job. Maybe instead you sacrifice some sleep or maybe you sacrifice your Netflix time or maybe you sacrifice um, video games. There are a lot of things that you can cut into uh, to build out a business. So you don't have to cut into your work opportunity costs. You have opportunity costs all over. You're dripping with opportunity costs. You got to pay the bills. That's it. You got to pay the bills, especially you got kids and a wife and everything. My wife would have been thoroughly unimpressed if I was like, I quit my job. I think I can make money on the internet. Yeah, that wouldn't have gone over poorly. (laughs) So I don't want to, you know, I'm not advocating for anyone to do anything based off of this episode. What I am trying to do is teach you about the concept of opportunity cost so that when you're doing something, you can go, is this the most effective or profitable use of my time or should I, or could I be doing something else that may lead me to much more profitable times? Because, you know, when I worked at big bank, there were a lot of people there that complained about their situation, but they never did anything to change their situation. And they're probably to this day still complaining about their situation. And that is because they didn't take, the opportunity to assess their opportunity costs and go, I'm not happy here. I'm spending a ton of time here. I'm getting paid this much, but I'd rather be doing that. And that may make you a lot more money. Yeah. Sometimes that you just have to work for it. Yep. Sometimes you just got to get fearless. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Have a great night. I hope you enjoyed this episode of fearless together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.